You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Mavs. (laughs) Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and DeAndre Jordan, Stan. What you got for me, yeah. Isaac Harris? <laughs> well, Nick, Nick's going to add a new jersey to his closet. <laughs> I didn't want to lead with that. It's a new week. And, Let's focus and his on the first Mavericks name, right now. His first name starts with an L. L. A. Braun. No, Lance Stevenson. Yes, <laughs> Lance, love it. So, funny. um, I mean, it's something we've been. I mean, I feel like so many people have been saying LeBron to L.A. and it just seemed inevitable. I think the Ringer it's, was the first one to come out with that. Like, this yeah, like last build, summer, like them. the summer before this summer, they yeah. were the first to like suggest it. And it's like, I mean, what? Why blame him, you know? I mean, if there's so many brainwashed people out there that think he's all ready to go, what what do you have to prove? You know, <laughs> just go enjoy your life in L.A. He is who, MJ who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, today uh, we are. Uh, I'm allowing Isaac to give his reaction to the DeAndre Jordan thing because I just completely – he went to bed. So this is what happened. Isaac, <laughs> here, Isaac went we to go. bed, and I really wanted to We had to a plan. A, we had a plan. We had a plan, and I – Nick, how many uh, – Nick, let, <laughs> tell me one thing. <laughs> How many draft? How many free agency reaction pods did you listen to today? Uh, Nationally, not, not too many actually. I listened to Dunk Don. Nobody, nobody released any for the most part. Besides Dunk Don, none of the Ringer people did. Yeah, I listened to Dunk Don, and then I had already listened to the. I had already watched the jump, so I didn't listen to that. Yeah, but that on. Yeah, that so was I was like, show. I like listened to this Tom Brady and Oprah podcast, like Oprah's podcast and Tom Brady. That's what I listened to today. What the heck? It was actually really good. It's really funny because she's like in their house and all of a sudden Giselle walks in. And she goes, oh, hi, Giselle. And she like walks by. I'm like, it's like the most famous supermodel in the world. Just like just another person. Just another famous person walking by. <laughs> oh, man. But so we had a plan. We were going to release a pod a little bit later. Neither of us could do it right away. But I was able to. And so I just I kind of not not that I panicked. I just rushed into it. Contacted Bryce. I had never talked to Bryce before in my life. <laughs> he had tweeted me a couple times, and so I'm glad that Bryce was competent and that he was a good he was a good guest. I'm, I'm very thankful for that because he could have been really bad, and then I wouldn't have posted it, and it would have felt bad. But so we did that, and uh, yeah, it seemed like I kind of stabbed Isaac in the back. But in, thanks, Nick. But you nah. you did fall asleep. So we we I had family in, and we purposely put this plan together of hey whatever happens at midnight there's probably not gonna be a ton of people listen on the way to church the next morning so we were going to record after church and like release it like sometime in the evening our and numbers say that we are very incorrect by that notion <laughs> yeah 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 I and mean, people are gonna listen so so everyone in the world's like hey let's go to our mavericks coverage for the deandre jordan news and we have nick and his new co-host that's gonna take over for me <laughs> next month He's not. It's not. That's fake news. He's really not. It's been good at Lockdown Mavs. No. It's been a good run. It's, <laughs> it's been a good year. 
Um, and this so is no offense to get, Bryce. He had no idea of any of this. So this is now like, nobody this is gets any of my uh, fire DeAndre Jordan takes. Well, I'm just going to be like, hey, it's a good move. To be honest, all of the fire DeAndre Jordan takes have already just been completely overshadowed by LeBron going to the Los Angeles Lakers. <sighs> Here we go. I mean, this, this might be another reason why I leave lockdown <laughs> because of because of looking at Nick's face every day, our, knowing that he's just soaking in his Lakers. One crap. of our day ones tweeted us and was like, "How did a Bengals, Lakers, and UNC Ravens fan host the Lockdown Mavericks podcast?" I was like, "Yeah, we sound insane when you put it that way." Hey guys, Alfred Payton signing with the Pelicans. <laughs> I just saw that with the Pelicans. What good. on earth are they going to do? Good for anyway, you. Good for that's you. That's weird. Too bad for. Uh, for Ian Clark. I have, I have a LeBron thing I need to talk about. It's just a matter of when you want to talk about it. All right, let's do, let's do your DeAndre Jordan reaction first. Give me your fiery takes. Oh, my gosh. Here we, I don't have any fiery takes. You already talked about it. But you didn't give yours. I don't know what your opinion is of it at all. It I does, actually it, have no it idea. It doesn't matter, Nick. <laughs> Can you just at least gloat? <laughs> Can you at least gloat that we got the uh, the deal right? All right, so we, we did our thing. You know, if you listen to the pod, and we did our thing of – Hey, let's list out our dream scenarios for the contract for DeAndre. It's, it looked like that's where it was heading. <clears throat> and we both agreed that, hey, dream scenario, sign the one-year deal. I remember us joking and said, hey, 20 to $25 million, somewhere through there. If he, if he gets exactly what he got with the Clippers, let's bring him in. Let's do this thing for a year. I think uh, Tim McMahon worded it perfectly. Hey, they get to date before they get married, and that that's awesome. You yeah, know, it's like, hey, we get a year with it. Let's see see what happens. Let's since, see how it works. since he's already broken the hearts of the Mavericks before. <laughs> On again, off again. I will love. I will love again. And um, so then it's just like, I mean, immediately you want to be in the present for sure, and. Enjoy the moment, enjoy the season. But for me, I could, I just couldn't help to see immediately see. I immediately think of 2019 cap space. And when you look at next summer, we talked about it a few pods ago, and listed out the salaries for the Mavericks that summer. And it's not a lot. I mean, they could, you know, Barnes and Dwight Powell have those player options. And I mean, so much hinges on even, Dennis Smith. Even with Dwight Powell and, and Harrison Barnes, they could still have up to like 54 million. Yeah, and yeah, fifty to sixty million they could get to if they both opt into those. And you know, this and I threw this out there on Twitter. Don't be surprised. Like, don't automatic. I know we automatically say, "Hey, Harrison Martin's gonna pick up at twenty five million because everybody you know hates Harrison Martin's. He probably will. But here's the thing: if it meant them getting a couple of guys, these are this is. I tweeted out a picture last night or two nights ago. DeAndre Jordan and Harrison Martin's played Team USA together in Brazil. They played in Rio. They have they have the relationships and all that stuff. If it came down to bringing in another star or bringing in two guys, if it bring, if it meant bringing in another star and you know re-signing DeAndre something like that, there's nothing there's nothing inside of me that wouldn't be surprised if Barnes opts out of that last year, signs a longer term like a three or four year deal at a lesser number to allow you know the cap space to bring in somebody like that. So. I don't think that's a for sure given that a lot of people. I think it's more of a for sure given for Dwight Powell than than Harrison Barnes. Yeah, yeah, but hopefully there's a scenario where playing with Luca really helps Dwight Powell. He continues on this, you know, track of improvement, and if he improves the same out from last year to this year, and from this year to next year, then the guy is like a borderline all star. <laughs> 
Oh lord! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't go, but don't if go he if he doesn't prove, he could be worth that contract. You know, there's some guys that got some money yesterday, and you know, this last couple of free agencies, and you look at him, and you're like, man, Dwight Powell is kind of better than those guys. Yeah, I mean, you just want him to be competent and just rim to the, roll to the rim and do his thing and don't shoot. But I mean, I th- so right now we're in this like so a thrilled with the DeAndre thing, like beyond happy with it. As far as the deal and everything, another low-key thing is DeAndre and Wes, the expiring contracts of both of them. I mean, mm. those are huge. That's big time. And when you you start looking at getting into this, um, you know, into this trade deadline, I mean, if Dallas looks at it and says, you know, I don't know if we're going to get anybody in 2019 in cap space. I don't know if that's going to work. If they just have these, you know, whatever it is, these worries, they might look at the trade market and say, okay, who could who could we pull in that would allow a team to, you know, for, and I just, I'm just throwing this out there. I know OKC just got Paul George, but let's say they want to open up more money to chase somebody else and they look at like Steven Adams or something. And you look at like a Steven Adams DeAndre swap to where DeAndre helps him still contend for the playoffs right now. And then Dallas gets Steven Adams for the long term. DeAndre expires and they have more money this summer to go get like a third person, somebody else different or something. I'm just, that's just an example of how they can use, especially DeAndre. Like people, I don't think people are talking enough about how much, I know, like, and it feels, I don't want to think that like we're viewing him as a trade chip because he's awesome. But I don't think people realize how big of a trade chip DeAndre is, you know, this, because he's still, like, he's still a really good center. So, yeah, he would allow them to go out and go spending on the trade market and allow another team to still contend while giving up another player so there's just a ton of flex west matthews what the clippers were rumored to do this you know this past like playoff like right before the the trade deadline like that was a ton of rumors was that deandre is going to get traded to the Cavs and you know other teams and mavericks could do the same thing it's totally possible yeah so that's the that's just something to you know keep keep an eye on i think the mavericks will be all about all in the rumors heading into this trade deadline and or you know first half of the season all stuff Isaac, breaking news. Former Maverick great center, JaVale McGee, has reached a one-year vet minimum with the Lakers. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) They're just going to pull in all these Randys. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, where was I going now? (laughs) So, okay, so now the question is, okay, if DeAndre comes in at 24.1, he signs on Friday, July 6th, all this stuff. Um, where do we go here with the roster? Because I think this is there's a lot of confusion right now. There's a lot of confusion on how much money's you know Dallas has left. There's confusion with this exception. There's confusion. There's mixed reports on what's going to happen with Dirk. Is Dirk going to go into this exception? Is he going to go into cap space? Yeah. So the Givens, we already have Dennis Smith Jr., JJ, and Brunson. Then you have Wes. Then you have Barnes. People, I saw somebody like post a thing on on Twitter today and said, "What are the chances Dorian Finney-Smith's on the roster next year?" What? He's our only backup wing. Yeah. What are you? <laughs> very, what are you talking very about? Very good. It's like I almost made a joke that you have to be under and to be a Dallas Maverick, you have to be under six three or over six ten because <laughs> there's like nobody in between. I mean, I went on the Locked On NBA today and I made the uh, forklift full of centers joke again. <laughs> 
forklift full of centers, and then we could have a, I don't know, a wheelbarrow load of guards. <laughs> because <laughs> A garbage pail? I don't know, like a lunch pail? There's only, so, there's only so many guards you can have on your roster. So Dennis, JJ, and Brunson's for sure. And then they purposely did not renounce the rights to Yogi Ferrell. So they love Yogi. Dallas loves Yogi, and they want to bring him back. Then you have Devin Harris that we've always, you know, we've been saying that that's a given it's going to happen. And then Tim McMahon, you know, comes out of nowhere today and says, Hey, like they're interested in bringing Seth Curry back and they might use some of the exception on Seth Curry. All right, guys, we got to We need a wing somewhere. Okay. Seriously. I mean, this will, this will literally be, that would literally be six players on the roster, six, three or, or under. And one of these guys, they're not going to sign to just, get no minutes like Seth or I mean who there's only so many people I can play so that's what Devin's not going to sign to just never get any minutes at all same with Yogi same with Seth I mean it's just it's just a weird weird spot they're gonna have to decide probably between at least one of them maybe two out of three and seeing it'd be interesting to see what what offers Yogi's getting right now so the two options would be there are the three options are Seth Yogi and Devin yeah, I mean, for those backup guard spots that they all have been connected to and wanting to bring back. And, I mean, I, the surprising news today, at least it was surprising for us because both of us have been saying no matter what happens, he's gone. And then if you tell me because DeAndre signed, I'm like, well, he's for sure gone then. That's Salah Mejri. And Yeah, I mentioned on, on Locked on NBA today that Salah Mejri coming back means that Dirk and Powell are probably not going to play a ton of five. Or, you know, Powell is going to play 0-5 now. And so is Maxi if Maxi comes back because you have Dirk that plays only five, you have Salah that plays only five, and Teandre that plays only five. Yeah, so like that's my thing is what's the difference between Dwight Powell and Julius Randle? Of like, I mean, you were like, no, I don't want Julius Randle with DeAndre because there's no shooting. What I mean, oh well, yeah, I'd rather have, rather have Julius Randle than yeah. Powell, so like, what sure. I mean, if they run Powell and DeAndre out there, unless Powell literally has spent. All of a summer, but you you think through. that they would keep the you know the Powell Dirk like JJ Devin Yogi that that kind of unit together since it was so effective last year like Dirk Dirk and Powell as a front court is you know as backup unit is really really good. Yeah, I think that will be still intact for the most part. But then again, like where's your young guys going to play? Where's your Brunsons? Where's your Maxi? Where's your Dorian Finney Smith? Like these are three young guys you want to develop, and if that's your backup unit and they're just getting spare parts then it's just like well yeah i mean if you're competing and if you're going if you're in the playoffs that backup the veteran backup unit makes completely sense you know complete sense but because like you assume you know if we look at the roster and you're saying all right dirk salah maxi salah just surprised me in so many levels because i mean you you got motley you know i'm super yeah, high on race good balding. luck motley good luck yeah like, if you haven't read my piece on race balding, go on mass.com. They tweeted it out. Mark Cuban <laughs> showed it some love too, so what up? go check that out. What um, up, Cubes? Look, very uh very attentive listener. Yes, he is. So it's just like like Salah surprised me just with his age. I, we love him and we're like personally, Nick and I are like super happy about it because he's super fun in the locker room. I yes. texted somebody today and I joked around and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, that Real Madrid connection with Salah and Luca and all this stuff. And, you know, I think Eddie tweeted it out, too. It was like, oh, they really like the Real Madrid connection. I'm like, um, excuse me. Uh, Let me sure. tap the mic. Let me tap the mic here. Um, yeah, okay. Salah's probably not a good mentor 
for Luca? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just a language thing. Yeah, yeah. I think there is like comfort with that for sure. Sala speaks and like a lot of like four or five languages. Crazy amount. And the fact that they have been teammates for a whole year together. Sala, this is probably the most Salah's ever going to talk to the media because everybody's going to be getting all of his takes on Luca. <laughs> And That's when they true. first like met and everything, everything but that we don't we forget that done. you got him here first. That's true. That's true. You got Saul's takes here first. <laughs> That's true. Cause we talked to him about this exact topic last year, like back in December. <laughs> yeah. Literally talked to him just purely about Luca and everything. So there's just, there's just a lot of question marks with it there. I wish I, w- I wish we could take a flyer on a wing. Nick, let me throw something at you real quick. Oh, do it please. But do it. After the break. All right, Isaac, you got a flyer idea. Give it to me. Six foot six. I prefer him to be a little bit taller, but six foot six. Six foot six. His agent is Bill Duffy. Luca's agent. Mm. Pat McCall. Yes. Yeah, I was. Say, we were we were looking at him last year at this time. Yeah. We were like, man, who are some guys next year that the Mavericks could target? And that was a guy. No, no, like no one's talking about him right now. You know, I, played in the finals now. two years ago. He played pretty well in the finals. Still, People were talking him yeah. up, and then he was injured last year. Just didn't play well. Didn't you know? Didn't like take the next step that people thought he would. But the guy still yeah. guy could still be a good player. Still super young. He's the perfect type of flyer I would love to throw at. And he had, I mean, obviously we just saw Bill Duffy at American Airlines Center the other day with Luca and all that. So, hey, let's call up Bill and be like, I know Pat McCall's probably not getting a ton of offers right now. Let's bring him in on a, a smaller deal and see what happens. I also want to throw this out there. It is not a guarantee that Salah Mejri makes this roster. So Yikes. Just remember back a couple years ago when Samuel Dallenberry signed a, a vet minimum deal exactly like Salah, and he did not make the roster. He got beat out by, I think, Salah. <laughs> but, you know, another guy in camp. So all I'm saying is Dallas does not care. They love their training camp battles, and they do not care if they have somebody like Salah on a, a league minimum deal to where if they get into camp and somebody like Motley or Race Balding or – Maxi and they don't know if they want to, you know, roster all these guys just absolutely kills it in camp and you're like, "Whoa." Like, okay, he has to be on the roster. Don't be surprised if Salah doesn't make that final roster. It's not just a complete lock because he signed a 1-year vet deal. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh so that's kind of how we think that the rest of the roster is going to go out. I don't I don't know if I could see anybody else getting signed to this team. Um I mean, Dirk's Outside gonna be of those back. Three it's, guys you mentioned, though, like realistically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dirk's gonna be back for sure. So it's just a matter of how they want to do that. Um, yeah, and then how they want to use that exception. They have that four point four exception. Do they want to use it on Dirk? Do they want to use it with cap space? It's just there's really confusing lines right now with how much cap space they have because they still have the uh, rights to Yogi. So some people. Are, like on Twitter and you know reporter stuff are operating under the assumption of hey they have five million in cap space if they renounce Yogi and but like with Yogi with some of these holds like there's just some confusing things with that so they have some decisions to make with the guards I just wish that we had we left something open to throw a flyer at a wing or two at that three spot because it gets very 
Yeah, it gets very dry there. <laughs> I yeah. mean, when you literally after West Barnes and and Luca, unless one of those three are always going to be on the court, which I mean, obviously Barnes and Luca is going to get a lot of minutes. It's just Dorian. So unless you view Devin as a three, it's literally just Dorian. Which after. he played most of the season last year. <laughs> yeah, he played a lot. So because Doug is gone, that was the kind of guy that you thought would take up a lot of those minutes, but you know he's out. Yeah, and and Keith, I know we're going to talk about this over the next day or so. The Wesley Matthews situation, and I know we're operating that he will be there at the start of the season, and that will, I mean, most likely he will be, but even if they did trade Wes for another person, whether it's a wing, big, whatever it is, and they took back some salary, just remember, even at this situation, they're going to have 50 to $60 million. So, like, even if they did take back somebody that's making – Let's say fifteen a year, and it cuts in the next next year's cap space. They're still going to have thirty five to fifty five million, you know, somewhere yeah. there. Like, there's still a ton to ton to work with. So, don't don't fret about that if they trade West for something like that. So, there's this main thing with the DeAndre thing. There's a they're going to compete this year, which is going to be a heck of a ride, a heck of a fun year. Dirk's probably is it's probably his last year. Lucas' first year, and they still maintain. A crazy amount of flexibility moving forward in the future at the trade deadline and next summer. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the roster pans out, plays out. But uh, Isaac, we got to talk about we got to talk about LA Braun because it changes the landscape of a lot of things, and it actually really affects the Mavericks. Uh, so let's talk about the Mavericks. What it looks like now that LeBron will be playing them three to four times a year. Right after this. All right, LeBron James has agreed to a four-year deal, which was kind of surprising to uh, commit that much to the to Lakers. So now he's on the Lakers. That makes that team no longer <laughs> a team that, that can come into AAC and just a bunch of their fans show up and then the Mavs beat them and then it's just fun. Uh, it's it's gonna be a tough. It's gonna be tough now. Uh, and it also creates another automatic playoff team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, LeBron makes any team a playoff team. Right. Now, favorite, you know, like Western Conference favorites, that's a different story. So you start looking at the playoff teams. The Mavericks are they're trying to make the playoffs next year. But if you start looking at the playoff teams, there's some, I mean, it's in. Let's just start at the top. Yeah, we have you have Golden State in Houston in OKC. Let's just leave those three. Those are for sure playoff. Yeah, teams. and the Lakers. Like, like that's going to happen. Well, I'm saying like of last year's playoff teams. Yeah. Then, then literally you look at this next group of Portland, Utah. I mean, you want to say Utah is going to be there? Minnesota of, for sure is in there. Yeah, Portland, Utah, Minnesota. I mean, those three teams right there. I mean, you want to say they're locks? I mean, Portland finished a three seed. I know it's kind of – they did it in the last couple of days or so, but – It was like not a convincing three seed. Yeah, and then, I mean, if you had to pick somebody, especially if, you know, if Boogie leaves the Pelicans, I mean, if you had to pick two teams to drop, it would be San Antonio and New Orleans. Yeah. But then you're looking at – I mean, literally when you look at the West, the only two teams that you know are going to suck next year are the Clippers and the Kings. All right, so yeah, those two will be at the bottom. Bad. Those two are going to be at the bottom. All right? And the Suns. Suns are going to be bad, too. Unless the Clippers, and this will just throw everything off, too, unless the Clippers pulled off the Kawhi thing, and then that would just be weird. Yeah, that would be just a weird team. The Suns are going to be bad, too. Let's, I'm putting that out there. 
They're going to be bad, but I don't know. Like they're, they're not going to be like twenty wins bad, but they're going to be like thirty wins bad. They're going to be. I think they're a sneaky fun team. All right, the they're team, definitely okay, league Isaac, team. the team won twenty one games last year. How much? How many games did they improve this summer? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Nine games, ten games. I mean, cool. I'm expecting Booker. Team. <laughs> I'm. This has more to do with Booker and Josh Jackson than it does Aiden. I expect both of them, especially Booker, to take that whole next step. Booker's pissed now. Booker is so <laughs> mad they got rid of his best friend Eulis. Tyler Eulis. Tyler Eulis is like five foot tall. Um, but then, like, you look at that next group, and it's like, let's just say, let's just go ahead and throw Portland, Utah, and Minnesota in there. So that leaves you two spots. Let's just we'll just like no, we have the Warriors, the Rockets, the Lakers, the Thunder, Minnesota, Utah, and Portland. That's one spot left. Well. I, I was using the playoff teams from last year and looking at the other teams. But, okay, so of the playoff teams from last year, I would say six of them are pretty much locks without without injury. And, man, and then, New Orleans is close to a lock. That team, like, Davis is so if good. They don't, if they don't get boogie, I don't think it's a lock. The thing is, though, they have they have Miritich still, and they are really, really good with Miritich still. I mean, they're, Miritich doesn't swing everything for me, though. No, but just be, but because they were still good with him, and they played really really well without Boogie. That's, if Paul that's Millsap made, is healthy, that I would take Denver over New Orleans man, without Boogie. Nuggets too. So like then, so of the playoff teams, let's just say six. Let's just say six of them are are locks, and saying New Orleans and San Antonio are like in fluctuation. That leaves two spots for New Orleans and San Antonio, Denver. What the heck, Dallas? You know, competes for the Lakers, and then Memphis. So that, that's six teams right there. You, I mean, go ahead and throw the Lakers in there. So that leaves one spot. Yeah. For I mean, Memphis, if they're healthy, really? I mean, they're probably going to be in there. So, I mean. Minnesota's kind of interesting. They only made the playoffs last year by one game, that play-in game with the Nuggets. Like, they were literally one game, one quarter away from not making the playoffs. So I don't know if they're a lock. You'd yeah, think that and, they would and, be, but it's just weird. And trades could dictate a lot of this, too. I mean. Yeah. I mean, trades and injuries are going to change everything. What if Damian Lillard goes down with an injury? I mean, they 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 don't have enough to sustain that. You know, same thing with like, um, I don't know. Same thing, you know, with Minnesota. Memphis. I mean, Memphis. Minnesota, if Towns goes down, you're now just Butler and Teague and Wiggins and yeah, eh, you know, like that's not really good team. Utah, if Donovan Mitchell goes down, you might be able to to make it work but you don't have enough scoring then i mean your hope is i mean especially in this west is trying to figure out i mean the lebron thing if you're a maverick if you're the mavericks you definitely hate it because um yeah LeBron comes to the west obviously and that just is another team you're gonna have to go through for the next couple of years not that we're saying dallas gonna whatever but unless the pick next year that's going to no it's not only top five protected. Stop. <laughs> um, Cleveland, man. Cleveland had their picks going to Atlanta too, and it's top five. It's t- top ten protected. They're keeping that pick. <laughs> that so like, bad now. so like some of these teams are going to drop out. Like it looks crazy right now, but some of these teams are going to drop out quick with trades. So like, if San Antonio trades Kawhi to the Lakers, I mean that takes San Antonio out of it. Yeah. So you know immediately, like we're already considering the Lakers a lock. So like Lakers would be in there for sure. If the Pelicans ever decide to give up on Anthony Davis, or like if he wants out, it's kind of like if Boogie doesn't come back and he gets hurt or something, and he wants out. If he goes to like Boston or something and knocks them out, so like there's, 
there's scenario like if Port if Portland trades CJ McCollum or Lillard, and you yeah. know, even if they get or Dame like requests out. Last year he had that meeting with his owner. He had that meeting with Paul Allen, and he's been tweeting some stuff, and he's been upset. He was upset that Ed Davis wanted to come back, and they didn't bring him back. Remember he met with Paul Allen over them letting Barton go. Exactly. And he was pissed about that, and now he's like visibly upset about Ed Davis going. And Barton got a really, really good deal this summer for him. Yeah. Like he got he got paid. <laughs> I was shocked by that Barton deal, by the way. That was that was massive. I thought that um, was way over way over his value. And then and they're gonna play him at three. Yeah, that's that's wild. They're gonna play Murray, Davis, or uh not Davis, Harris and uh and Barton. That's their three. And then Millsap and, they, and Jokic. Yeah, and they're like trying to ship off like half their team like they have been for the past like two years. Because they're they're in the luxury tax like really big. It's massive. So like I mean they have to make the playoffs next year, like for them. Like there's no so other going way around that. Um Yes, I mean if you want to look at it and say Denver and the Lakers and I mean, if you're looking at like Dallas, Memphis, Lakers, Denver, I mean Dallas obviously had the you know you don't want to say they're the lesser of those four teams, but if all four of them are healthy, and especially the Lakers get Kawhi, you know, most people are going to have the other three teams ahead of Dallas at that point. Tonight on Sports Center, Stephen A. Smith said that Kawhi is now threatening to sit out the entire season if he doesn't I get traded to the Lakers. And to Steve, like, Stephen dang. A. Smith is when pe- people start keep on acting like he is reporting stuff. I think it's the funniest thing for me is when he says something on his show that he knows it's just going to get like tweets and stuff. Yeah. And then like the smart people at ESPN, like they actually follow the league will come out and be like, uh, yeah, that's just not true. Um, there's reports <laughs> saying that LeBron and Durant did not talk at oh, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and he's just, like blasting it. So I don't, I'd take nothing. He says, um, as a report, but it's going to get, it's going to get wild. I mean, you don't, I mean, this isn't obvious, but how good Luka Doncic is right off the bat. Yeah. will determine Dallas so much for Dallas. So. Yeah. It's going to determine a lot, but going through all these playoff teams, it is possible. It's feasible. San Antonio could totally fall out one injury away for one. Anthony Davis injury for new Orleans takes them completely out of the picture. Uh, one Damian Lillard injury from Portland takes them probably out of the picture. Like there's there's a pathway you can see Dallas getting there. Oh, for sure. I mean, and that's the thing they're going to go for it. So yeah, they're done with the losing stuff. So they're a lot of these teams like it's. Um, so you know when they tried to lose, they did lose. But now they're not going to try to lose, so they're going to win. Our more owner games. did say that they were doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, the owner of the team. You know, because like when you start looking at some of these teams, and like you said, if a big injury hits one of these teams, or if know, LeBron LeBron has never gone down, but the guy this is he's gonna be thirty four. Yeah, so like if a big injury hits one of these teams, and I mean they, and a lot of these teams own their pick for next year. They're just like, all right, well that's our season. Let's wrap it up, and then we'll have a high draft pick. Dallas isn't gonna get their pick for the most part. They're not gonna be top five bad, so they're not gonna get their pick for the most part. They want to win now. They're going all in for now. All in, kind of. That's why it's so beautiful what Dallas is doing right now because they're going all in, kind of. It's like we're going in, we want to compete, but we're not going to all in like Cleveland did to like more, yeah. you know, more is our future. Yeah. Well, they're, they're trying to do at least what the the Celtics have been doing. They're trying to keep those assets, even though they traded the, the pick, but they, they got their young guy. They got their two young guys, and they're trying to keep some veterans too with, with DeAndre now and. 
you know, Barnes and JJ. Like they're trying to keep some of those guys. They also have the young guys. They're trying to keep flexibility open for the, you know, next summer. Like they're just trying to keep their assets and options open, which, you know, it's a poor man's version of what the Celtics are doing, obviously, but they're trying to do that. They're riding both lines still. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's what we, we like to see. And now it just, it kind of leads to next summer and everything led to this summer. Now it kind of leads to next summer of, you know, what's the next step and what some of these teams are going to do. I mean, it's going to, there's still a lot, a lot left to happen with some of these Western conference teams. And especially with the Lakers coming, I mean, you could look, I mean, you could really look at the top four seeds of the West. And if you want to, let's just say the Lakers get another guy, let's say Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, you could really look at it and be like, okay, that's Golden State, Houston, OKC, and the Lakers. Like those four teams are going to clearly be the four best teams. Yeah. In the you know four best teams, and if you're some of these other teams, and you're like Minnesota, or if you're like, I mean, Memphis, or something like that, and you're like, there's nothing we yeah, can feasibly Memphis, do. Memphis is getting their guys back too. Yeah, like where there's nothing we can feasibly do in the short term to compete with any of those four teams then you might see some teams really like start to tank it out and throw throw their veterans on the market, ship them east, and tank it out and try to wait out LeBron and the Warriors. It's going to be pretty easy to tank in the West, too. You're playing those teams you know, a bunch of times over and over again. Because uh, here's something else to throw out there, too, with the West and comparing the West and the East. I'm going to get to that in just a second, too, but like a different note. <laughs> it The West also doesn't have a Boston or Philly that has a, such a young core that you can't wait out. You know, if you let's just say Memphis and you're sitting there saying, look at our veteran team. There's, this is not feasible for us to compete with any of these yeah. four. When you look at golden state, I mean, they're still fairly young, but when you look at the Lakers with like LeBron and let's say they mortgage, you know, their young guns for like Kawhi. And then you look at like Houston with Chris Paul and them, like they're not in their early twenties, you know. Like they're not in their twenty twenty one. They're yeah. not the. It's not a Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown type stuff. It's not a Ben Simmons, NB type of thing. Those two teams, like you're not gonna sit there and say, "We'll wait them out." Well, you got another decade. <laughs> there is a. There could be a long term approach with some of these Western Conference teams of saying, "Hey, LeBron's not gonna be here forever. Chris Paul's not gonna be here forever." You know, Kevin Durant, he only signed the one year. You know, what if Durant goes to New York next year, which I think is a low key, very real possibility. That'd be interesting. Um, You know, just there's a lot with that to where these top four teams are going to be loaded for the next probably three to four years. But when you start looking in the five to eight years, like Memphis and some of these some of these other Western Conference teams that could play the long card and say, we'll just wait out these three or four teams and just roll with it at that point and try to get these young assets to be a next Boston and Philly. Well, if they're going to, if the Memphis is going to wait them out, then they got to ship out both, you know, Gasol yeah. and Conley got to get, you have to trade those guys. I think Marcus Gasol that will be that, that situation with him and Jaron Jackson will be how soon will they take calls on Marcus Gasol? Yeah. And especially if they start off and they're not doing that well and all that. But let me say this about LeBron. I tweeted this out. You're going to admit so, it. No. For the last <laughs> 10 years, the whole storyline between for the LeBron stands was yeah. the East isn't this bad. The East has yeah. stars. The East has great teams. Look at these 50-win teams. They got, we have Toronto. We have Boston. Like, look at I mean, 
look at all these great teams we have in the East. Like, it's not as bad as what people say, okay? LeBron went through people. LeBron beat people. LeBron moves to the West. Yeah. And right now, everyone tonight is saying, this is the all-NBA player still in the West. The West, look how loaded the West is. Look how lopsided the West is. What? I don't appreciate appreciate you taunting my tweets. Did you tweet this out? I did, yeah. I okay, tweeted so, I tweeted out like look how good the West is because I think it is now, but yeah, but like that's the thing. I'm like, okay, LeBron stands have been saying all along that the the East is okay, like it's not as bad as what people are saying. Now he goes to the West and they're like, Oh my gosh, it's so lopsided, the East is trash. What? You just you've been telling me for the past five to ten years about how great the East is, <laughs> and now LeBron goes to the West and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is lopsided. We we gotta have a conference realignment and all this stuff because look Le, you know, like LeBron's in the West now and all this stuff. I'm like, we're seeing a lot of contradictory things right now. Like if the East was strong back then when he, or yes you know last year when LeBron was in the in the East and people were saying look at all the stars and all stars we have, they're ju- they're the same now. It's not like we've we've had like three or four big time players go to the West over the past day or so. It's just been LeBron, <laughs> but. He is the go. bestest of them. Right now. And Paul George, you know, committed to stay in, in Oklahoma City. So he thought maybe that might change, didn't. Yeah, I mean, there there's a – the East is fun because it's obviously top-heavy. You think about if Toronto right now – if you're Toronto, do you just run it back? I mean – I guess you do now. I mean, you're you're close. It's like, hey, uh, Dwayne, do you – can you come back? Yeah, seriously. Gosh. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's what's going to be sad is if Toronto makes it to like the finals or something, and everybody's like, "Oh, look, they had to get he rid was of their Mark Jackson." Stop. <laughs> it's because LeBron left. So, but after like Toronto, Boston, and Philly, man, what a what a crapshoot! Then I mean, I know, this is it's like Washington, man. Milwaukee, right now. Yeah, you have the most pressure. I you need to figure your crap out with Giannis and. Now's your time. You need to elevate Milwaukee into the Boston Philly conversation. So it's just what they do with Jabari Parker is gonna get gonna get weird. Yeah, and they signed Ilias over to that big deal. I did not understand that. He got that. bought out last year. <laughs> this also, I mean, you want to say too? Like I joked with Kevin Durant about Durant, but like if it comes to next summer and Durant Durant wins a third title and he's like, I've won three in a row. This has been really fun in golden state. But if you, if people listen to that whole, like Bill Simmons, in yeah. his pod, like his guy, rich climbing, you know, is a huge Knicks guy. He wants to run the Knicks one day, all this stuff. If he looks around and and he does what LeBron never did and goes, go actually goes to the big apple and they're going to have crazy cap space next summer and joins Porzingis and Nilakina and maybe something else. I mean that that's gonna be fun. That would be awesome. That'd be interesting. It'd be almost exactly like what LeBron just did with the Lakers. It'd be like, you know, yeah. joining the young guys with Kevin Knox and Nilakina and Porzingis. I'd say Porzingis is on a different level than I know, but the collective of the Lakers is probably better yeah, than the sure. collective of the Knicks. So But yeah, obviously Porzingis is better. So interesting. Love this stuff. This is the fun stuff where pieces are moving. You're starting to f- trying to figure out who's gonna be better, and then one of these teams we're just gonna be so wrong on. Like We'll just yeah. come into the season and New Orleans will be awful or Utah will be awful or the Thunder will just like bottom out or, you know, it's just something's going to be weird. And, or the Rockets just all of a sudden are, you know, 500 team. I don't know. Like Phoenix trades for like Damian Lillard or something. Yes. And that would be they, wild. 
it like Phoenix reminds me of like Minnesota. Like they're just on the brink now to where they have like some good solid pieces to where they could cash in and get like Lillard and be what Minnesota was last year or something. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely could. So interesting. Stick with us. Locked on Mavs will be continuing to cover the Dallas Mavericks. Like I said yesterday, the best, most consistent, most listened to Mavericks only podcast that exists. That's very true. Y'all are <laughs> killing it, guys. Thanks for listening. Raccoon Squad. Raccoon Squad. Unite. We should see over the next couple of days what Dallas does with the rest of their uh, with the rest of their guys. I there should be a DeAndre Jordan press conference uh, for the most part, probably next week sometime. But also, don't they start summer league practice today? Today, yep. I'll, today, I'll be there. summer league practice. Is Luca going to be there? Do you know? I'm not for sure. He was. I know he was in Europe, like not too long ago. Yeah, I don't know if he's still there or not. But um, we'll see. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. It's a fun time. It's a fun time to be a Mavericks fan. Uh, they're just. It's a great time to be in Dallas, which is why I moved and left. Hey, you just got Aaron Gordon back, and you have Mo Bamba. That's I talked to a. I talked to a native, Florida Floridian today, and I, he was like, "The Magic suck." <laughs> like, yeah, they do. They're a very hopeless franchise right now. <laughs> they just got to get a point guard, man bad i'm kind of curious where isaiah thomas goes like that's a good place for him to go this dude is falling off the cliff actually i don't want him in orlando because that's I a want, good place for him i want somebody no isaiah thomas needs to go to uh new york no don't do that to frank that would be fun no frank give frank this year frank would be perfect for isaiah thomas Knicks are like a playground right now. They're they're going to suck this year because yeah. Porzingis is going to be out the whole year. So it's just all about developing and see what they want to carry over to 2019. And they got Fizdale, which is freaking awesome. And they're yeah. just going to like have fun, like just play street ball all year. The Knicks, can, the Knicks are not allowed to have fun, I don't think. Yeah, they should. Especially <laughs> if they, they're owner. So. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. See you so. Boom. Raccoon Squad. <laughs>